Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, when you think of the life of an actor, you probably quite often imagine a world of luxury and extravagance and a manner of living where you don't have to worry about money. However, the average actor in Ireland only earns about €12,000 a year and struggles to make ends meet. Amid the Hollywood strike, Irish actors are seeking a better pay deal. And joining me now to discuss this is Gerry O'Brien, actor and president of Irish Equity. Gerry, how are you today? I'm not too bad, and you? I'm very well indeed. Uh, we've been talking about various different jobs on the show. We talked about restaurateurs who are struggling. We talked about airline pilots who I think might be the ones to put your money on in all of this. And now actors. And I have to say, a lot of people will be very shocked to hear that kind of figure. You, when you see actors, you just you assume it is one of those professions that if you get to a certain level, it's very well paid. That's not really the reality, is it? Not really. I think it, one of the problems is that people see people on television and we're also influenced by the reports of, of fees paid to major Hollywood stars. Uh, and we say, oh, well, actors, if you're on television, you've got to be minted. You've got to be making a fortune. But, you know, the, the television job that you see may have been the only job that that actor has had that year. And the rates for television are particularly low. But it's, it's more than that. It's about what they call the exploitation of the film or the TV series and the fact that that TV series that you see is then sold all over the world and continues to generate revenue streams. And unfortunately in Ireland, we seem to have been cut out of those by the agreements and by the, the contracts offered. Um, so there, there has to be a, a, a fundamental change in the contracts that we have and how they're policed and applied because I don't get any residual payments for work that I've done uh, in Ireland, and yet I get residual payments for work that I do in Northern Ireland, in the US or in the UK. So there's something slightly wrong. uh, It sounds incredible. So if you're in America, and you were in America, you you worked on um, one of the parts of the Caribbean movies, didn't you? And that was because you did that in America. That was a really healthy residual, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I reported in the Times. I mean, I got, it, the, 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 the first year that the film was out and being exploited fully across the globe, etc., uh, I got a, a, a quite a hefty five-figure sum in residual payments. And then every year, you know, it began to go down as the exploitation went down. So even to this day, I receive checks, you know, that total up to maybe an extra two or $3,000 that goes onto my uh, income and that is paid in tax here in this country. But Work that I've done in this country, I was in, you know, a couple of big series that people would know. Uh, I haven't received a penny in in residual payments, even though they sold worldwide. Right. Now, what happens there? There's a contract in Ireland, is there? And when you're on set, you kind of have to sign that contract or this pressure brought to you. And in that, you're, you're excusing yourself from the residuals. Is that basically what's happening in Ireland? Well, the, the contract looks like it gives you residuals, but it's worded in such a way as to be a diminishing return. So you don't actually see what, what you think you're, you're getting. They say you're getting net profit. And in the film industry, net profits are very rare. They're kind of unicorns um, because you can run a production company and, and a film will be put into a particular slot in a production company and it's run on a, net, a sustainable net loss. Just as a net profit is the smallest amount that you have to, you know, admit to for various corporation taxes, etc. Yeah. So what you have to do is have a contract that's like a licensing agreement whereby you assign your rights to, because we own those rights. 
we owned the property rights and the performance rights. And we assigned them to a producer, but it has to be very specifically worded so that it is a license to exploit and they will get money and then we will get money. But it seems to stop at the, the border of the 26 counties for some reason. There's, there's, no, uh, there's no proper structure and policing and mechanism to make that happen. And that's what we're trying to get to in Ireland. Right. Um, and I think it's really important for the industry itself. So if you had made the parts of the Caribbean in Ireland, you wouldn't have got those residuals? No. Oh, wow. That no. doesn't sound right at all. doesn't sound right at all. And the same in England, you would have got the residuals. So we seem to be... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've done work in England for the BBC and I've done work, you know, and I'm, admittedly now, you know, things like Father Ted I was in, yeah. you, you would still get at this stage, what, 20 years on, you'll still get a cheque, sometimes for 20 quid, sometimes for 10 quid, sometimes for 70 quid. Yeah. It depends on how the, the, the usage goes and where it's repeated and how often it's repeated. But uh, I think I've received a cheque for 58 euro in the last 20 years for uh, an episode of Killing the Scully that I was in. And that was, that's nice. That's, 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 it, well, that's about it. You know yeah, I mean? it's reminded so, me a little bit of, uh, of the, our life as a musician um, where mm. you'll be a member of IMRO and they will collect royalties on your behalf and they're really important uh, and to survive yes. uh, as a musician you need your live gigs whatever you can possibly sell on, on CDs or albums that you're diminishing and then those kind of residuals from, from IMRO and stuff and if, if you don't get them it gets harder to survive it's the same really for an actor Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely it's exactly the same um, and we need to put in place the structures that when I make a film here, even for a day or two days, or if I'm a featured role or featured character in a TV series, the mechanism has to be put in place and the Irish producers have to sign up to it to ensure that when they exploit and enjoy the, the, the revenue streams, that, you know, we're going to get a taste of that. It's about sharing the wealth. Yeah. And I'm just and like, success, is, is there no organisation to, to really police that or, or, or equity the organisation? Because the MRO are well, very strong. For, for music. very strong, um, yeah. And with, there are collecting societies and in the UK, and we are very much aligned with the UK because of geographical and historical uh, reasons. The, you know, on co-productions in the UK, they have to assign collecting agents and they have to assign, you know, they have to go through, uh, you know, putting up a bond and they have to make sure that the film is going to be completed and they have to make sure that, you know, depending on what level of budget you're at, you're going to share it one way or the other. Uh, here you just make the film, you sign the agreement, you go away and that's the last you hear. Um, so there's a whole area of restructuring that has to be entered into. And I think this is, it's, it's really important because the film industry in Ireland is going to be worth a great deal of money. But it's only worth a great deal of money because the biggest stakeholder, the public, have invested in it. And that's something that we have to be aware of. We have to be responsible to that stakeholder as well, in that we conduct our business in full compliance with all the legislation that's there and all the legislation that's laid down. Right. Um, and Irish actors, you know, we have recovered the same as everybody else by the Working Time Act. Uh, we have our taxes deducted at source. We pay our taxes every year if there's, you know, whatever. Um, and also then we are covered by another piece of legislation which is vitally important to actors and to musicians as well and to composers and writers and directors and that's the Copyright Act 2000 which is the European Copyright Act which says that we should share in, 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 in an equitable share of the financial success of the film and recently there was a new piece of legislation added to that called the EU Copyright Directive which changed the word equitable to proportionate. And these sound very boring, but they're very important. They're hugely important. In the legis- Absolutely. Yeah, hugely. Um, 
if they don't get those things right, actors drift away from the profession, don't Absolutely. they? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, most of our talent and a lot of our well-known talent, you know, that, that do really well have left the country. I mean, they're living in the UK or they're living in the US. And even if you don't hear about them or their names don't readily jump to uh, mind, they are making a living because of residual payments and because of the SAG agreements and the UK Pact Equity Agreements. Um, it's impossible for actors to make a living here. And it's very difficult to talk about, you know, what actors do and to talk about money when it comes to actors, because people in the street say, oh, well, look, you're on television, you made a fortune. Of course. And I'm going, well, hold yeah. on. I know people who are earning less than, you know, 20,000 a year, yeah. and they're giving a full commitment to a major TV series. Yeah. And that's, you know, they want, they want them for that year at, at their beck and call. Right. So they're not making a huge living. No, and and, and you would say impossible to make a living and stay in Ireland. I, I would firmly believe that. I wow. think, you, you know, it's very tough to make a living. I mean, most of my colleagues I know, you know, they're, they're fortunate and they live here, but they work ab- abroad quite a lot. Um, okay. uh, I, I've worked on TV series here where I've looked at my paycheck and I know that in the UK it would be that plus more plus the residual payments, plus whatever, depending on how successful the exploitation oh, is. But the amount I get in my hand here at the point of production is generally going to be about it. Right. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that makes you look at your paycheck and, and, and worry and wonder, can you still apply for that training uh, course in Aer Lingus to be a pilot, you know? Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> I, think, I think I actually might do Oh, no, I'm short-sighted. You're short-sighted. That. Oh, that's you gone, yeah. Jerry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's one left I don't need to yeah. worry about. Right. You don't have to worry about that one. You know, what now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jerry, listen, lovely talking to you and the best look at this. And it seems like a, a dreadful anatomy, anatomy for, for, to be the way it is. Uh, thank you very much, Jerry O'Brien, there, actor and president of Irish Equity. And I never at any point mentioned the DJ priest, the spin master himself, Father Billy O'Dwyer. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.